going on, everybody? Caleb Allen, sports director here at KCSU. Austin Martin joining us, and uh, we're doing the November recap. So before we get into it, Austin, viewer discretion is advised because November was not a good month for the Rams. Yes, uh, the best way to describe it, the, at least this first part of our November recap, is pain. That's the yeah. Simply put, yeah, sure, totally, yeah, yeah. Just just pain, painful. And we're gonna it, start. It we're gonna start with some pain. <laughs> But hey, promise, if you stick with us through this entire episode, we'll get to the good stuff, the fun stuff, the best part, in my opinion, of November. So just stick with us through this. This too shall pass. Yeah. Just remember that. The the the, the darkness must come before the light. There's always <laughs> rain before the rainbow, right? So exactly. let's start with let's start with some of the pain, and that's uh, CSU soccer. Last time we talked, CSU soccer was headed to the Mountain West tournament. They won the first round, their first win in the conference tournament in program history. Things it felt like it was a successful season. Let's just say that. It was still a successful 100%. season. But then you start November off with another win. And it was a PK win. It was a shootout win. It was a scary, intense, everything you love about sports type of win. And they advanced to their first conference championship and their 10th season too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this one was painful how it ended up, but looking at it as a whole since the the season has is has come and went and comparing it to the last seasons prior seasons for CSU women's soccer this was the best season they've ever had yeah and it is a huge it's a huge season for the program because that a season like this can carry over into recruiting and help your program out especially with the new facilities coming through and you have some really good players coming back hopefully so it just it never feels good ending it the way it did. Yeah, they lost in the championship to Utah State 1-0, a heartbreaking goal. Just they, they made defensive, they missed assignments twice in a couple of minutes. The first time they got lucky, it was offsides. Second time, not so much. An easy goalie versus shooter type situation from the wing. That's not an easy stop for Shayna Ross to make. But all in all, the soccer season was a success. You have all these records that were broken. Shayna Ross broke the career wins record for a goaltender. Obviously, Olivia Fout broke the record for most goals scored by uh, a player in a single season. She's just a sophomore, by the way. Yeah. And with the new transfer rules, it's not like she can transfer out because she already transferred. If she were to transfer out, she'd have to sit out a whole year um, with the new transfer rules in NCAA. So she's someone that's going to be a Ram and going to help to continue build this program for the next two years at least. And you're really only losing, I think you lose five seniors and only two of them were real starters and key pieces to what you did this year so that's always a good sign too yeah we we had some good freshmen play too yeah. uh mia massey right M mia casey mia and casey, yeah. sophia Colom are yeah. very big bright spots both already in the record books in career numbers and season numbers as well mia casey with a hat trick obviously this season sophia yeah. Colom doing she i think she had a couple of multi-goal <laughs> games this season so the program's in good hands in terms of it the is. players that are in the building um it's it's up to coach keely hagan and that coaching staff to kind of bring it together and continue to build on this it's building blocks for the future and um i, th I think it's a real bright spot unfortunate loss in the championship match when it seemed like they were you know the team to beat the hot team going into the tournament but utah state that's a team that beat the number one team byu earlier in the season they did get bounced in the ncaa's by byu so byu gets their revenge but that was a good utah state soccer team and you lost one zero in a year that was really your first step forward in a couple of years yeah that this team, these two teams battled it out this year too because they were. It was in four columns, right? One zero loss when we had ten uh, women on the field. No, that was that was uh, at Utah State. Yeah. yeah, and and you played really well in that game. And the game winning goal for Utah State came in the final thirty seconds. And the location they shot it from was right where we would have had our eleventh defender who got ejected in the first half. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the, these teams they were battling out over the season, and it, it seemed fitting that they would get a rematch in the final, and it just didn't go their way, but like you're saying this I, I feel like this program is set up for in good hands for the future it's a big one and i'm, I'm excited to see they have a couple i think they have 
three or four commits now. Um, the soccer program does, including a new goaltender and uh, a couple of really solid high school players in terms of their ranking in their own states. So soccer, we are looking forward to next season, but we, in this November, we put a bow on it and uh, we're oh so close to a Mountain West championship. Let's turn the page to volleyball. More pain. More pain. And the month was actually really good. Oh, so good. Really good. Their best month, too. Exactly. Which is the perfect timing going into the conference tournament. Yeah. You you played really well. I mean, throughout the season, you're up and down. We got to talk to some of the players, and they they told us reasons why they were up and down and what the issues may have been, why they were in positions they were down the stretch. But then they were the hottest team in the Mountain West outside of Utah State, who won 14 in a row um, going into the Mountain West tournament. But you were the hottest team. You won nine sets in a row to close out the season. You won, you know, I think your last three, four of your last five, and you clinched the two seed in the Mountain West tournament when at points this season it looked like maybe they wouldn't even make it to Vegas this year. Yeah I mean I think we were a week and a half two weeks out of the tournament before they went on the run or whatever and we were questioning if we were even going to go to Vegas Yeah, and the this team they put it together and we talked to Coach Cohen and she's like this is right where we want to be we're playing our best volleyball <laughs> right now this is perfect timing to go on a nice run and make some noise in the tournament. And this is a team that hadn't won a Mountain West tournament game in a few years so so all the confidence that that team was seeping, and they really were seeping confidence. Um, we talked to Nemo right before they flew off on Monday, and they couldn't wait. They wanted to get to the tournament. They wanted to beat the teams that they didn't have chance, or that they you know failed to beat in the regular season. Um, they wanted that chance, and they get to the tournament. The first seed or the first game that they play, they get the bye week, so they play on Thanksgiving Day in the opener. They play New Mexico, a team that they beat six sets straight this season, hadn't lost a set to the Lobos, and then you do the same thing. You sweep them on Thanksgiving Day, and everything looked really bright heading into that final on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the way that the Rams play the Lobos, they're, they're one of the teams, they, they just have the Lobos number this season too. Yeah. Because the Lobos, they were the second, they were like the second seed, you know, a few weeks ago yep. before the tournament. Yep. And they were looking good and they, they give a lot of teams a lot of problems, especially with that defense, but it did not bother the Rams at all. No. We had some great performances out of, out of uh, I mean, all around the team played well, but I mean, Karina Lieber set a conference tournament record in hitting Seven, percentage. Six, nine. It's insane. And, and it wasn't like she had three whacks. She had double digit whacks and just happened to hit, I think only missed two times, three times on her 11 or 12 whacks. I mean, that's impressive yeah. volleyball to say the least. Yeah. And then, and then what Malaya Jones had the record for most uh, kills for a three set match. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, we were playing very well. The confidence seemed to be carrying over from the regular season into the tournament. Tournament and this this team going into the final, they were set up to win. Yeah, they they had it. They they were the higher seed. They were the only higher seed in that that first round of that tournament to win, and the only one to do it. The only match that <laughs> the higher seed won in the Mountain West tournament was CSU versus New Mexico. Every other match, spoiler alert for the championship, the lower seed won, which is insane, but also. We kind of, you kind of saw that coming with how the season went. You didn't really see Utah State getting bounced in the first round. I was expecting that we would play them. To be honest, I did. Yeah. I, I've seen it three years in a row now. That is true. You see yeah. these teams get to the tournament, it's done. It doesn't matter the, what you did in the regular season. What matters is you got to play your best volleyball each and every day. And Utah State didn't play their best volleyball. And they, they had a couple of close ones too. New yeah. Mexico, uh, not, yeah, New Mexico played them pretty well this season. We played them uh, pretty well. We played them really yeah. well this season. UNLV played them pretty well. And UNLV, I didn't think 
remember that salt of a team either. They were one hit pony, just like Boise State. But yeah, I, you just never know. And for yeah. the third straight year, the team that's number one seed gets bounced before the final even. So, I mean, it's absolutely wild. But yeah, I mean, I I, I wouldn't say I predicted it, but yeah. I wasn't surprised to see it happen. That's just, you know, to say the least. Yeah. And then heading into that final on Friday, I mean, you got all the confidence in the world. You, 14 straight or 13 or 12 straight sets won. Yep. And then you're going into a team in Fresno State who walked into Moby Arena and reverse swept you. Yep. Like you you had a chip on your shoulder going into this game. Like, hey, the, the, this, this team can beat us. We are very beatable, but we got a chip on their shoulder. They came in our house, took that uh, took that game away from us in a game that they should have won. I mean, anytime you get reverse swept, that's a game you should have won. Yep. And going into the final, things are looking great. First couple of sets, everything's looking great. Malaya Jones is, what was, what was? 23 through the first two sets. Exactly. Like she was putting the, I wouldn't even say putting the team on her back, but definitely having a championship type performance. Like you want your best players to be coming out in the championship game and putting on like she's doing. And she did that. Yep. And dude, after the second set. They're up 2-0, yeah. and well, it just it, it turns around. And and once again, Nemo Weathers told us we can't wait to right our wrongs. And the Rams had every opportunity to right the wrong of that reverse sweep that you mentioned in the tournament, in the championship, and to put a bow on this whole thing and finish the season a first year uh, with a new head coach with a that's the perfect ending. You win your yeah. conference tournament, get yourself in the dance. Maybe go make some noise. Win one or two. Make make it be a problem in that tournament. Yeah. And they had their chance to right their wrongs. And, yeah. and, and then well, things and, went south. In that third set, I, I, I can see how Fresno State won that set. I mean... They're a good team. They're they playing were the better hot. team in set two. And yeah, they still lost. Exactly. Yeah, and you you got to expect a team like Fresno State, very well coached, and we we talked about on the broadcast like that team is definitely a team. It reminds you of the Colorado State Rams. They just have a lot of that cohesiveness in the locker room. It seems like, and you know they, they won that third set, and it was it, honestly in my head wasn't really thinking, uh oh, Rams are in trouble until we got into that fourth set. Yeah, and that that's when it, it started getting a little scary. Yeah, because I mean, anytime you lose that fourth set, fifth sets are such crapshoots, man. Yeah. You have no idea what's going to happen because it just takes one or two errors and it flips the entire match on its head. And you could be the better team. You could be the better team for four straight sets. And the way you finish the sets is what matters. And I honestly, I thought Fresno was the better team in four of the five sets, including the set two that the Rams won. The only one the Rams really imposed their will on was that first set. They came out swinging. They did, yeah. And then they, you know, they won a gritty one, which I thought would wake them up heading into the third set. They, that second set, you didn't play well you got out you got lucky to win that one you, th you think the conversation is hey this team reverse swept us we just got lucky and we just got this one done let's go close this thing out let's not get them any life and then you lose the third set or you're up 17 to 12 in the fourth set and you lose set four and then now it's the fifth set and now it's just whoever can play the cleanest ball for the next 15 points yeah and then i mean you don't have the same amount of points to you know find a uh, some will to impose a comeback you're only going to 15 and fresno state they just after that fourth set when they came came back on that run when they were down five, they just did not look back. Nope. And they just kept rolling. The Rams couldn't, they didn't really have an answer. Uh, Ella Rudd had a really good game. Mm -hmm. um, she she performed well. They, they really didn't have an answer for her. And and just, they the Fres Bulldogs won. You, you got to tip their cap to them, but it's it's also just one of those games that you know that the Rams had in, in they, they had that game and it's just one of those that's really frustrating because this is what we've seen multiple times in the seat in the season too yeah. this team's been reverse swept a lot they've lost some 
leads, and it, it's it is frustrating. Yeah, this is a great team. They they were a great team. Yeah, when well, they could be. Yeah, when I they would could. say they were a great yeah. team. Finishes games and wins yeah. games and finishes games like. I'm that. more looking at numbers, like on paper too. Like the they should have been they a broke. great team. They were a great team at times, but they yeah. they they were not a great team. So I, I want to ask you this: Season's completely done. They didn't get a bid in NCAA. They didn't even I don't know if they got offered an IT, but they didn't accept it. If they did, was this a successful season for the Rams in your eyes? I'm gonna say yes. I mean, Rams volleyball always has those very high expectations, and I know that it's pretty much make the tourney or bust, but I'm also being realistic because we do have a first-year head coach, and I I thought that we did make the right hire. I I think Coach Cohen is the right person to hire, especially, you know, after losing a long-tenured coach. You go in inside the personnel, you take somebody that's been with the program. I would say this is a successful season, but there are some big things that you need to fix, and the first and foremost is completing sets you know get not not going in cruise control because how many times do we see this season that this team just kind of it, it seemed like they went to cruise control in matches and yeah. and that that's what lost them some of these matches and I, that's something you got to fix if if you're going into year two I disagree. I don't think this was a successful season. I really don't. <laughs> and now, if you told me before the season started, if you told me they would be in the championship in the Mountain West tourney, and that's like where the story, you didn't tell me anymore, I would say yes, that's a, that's a successful season. But for me, expectations changed night one. You played so darn well against one of the top teams in the country. You saw the potential of this team at that point. You yeah. saw it. Then they played pretty well throughout the non-conference. They showed their signs of this iffiness, right? And then, you know, they had their ups and downs through conference play and then they finish the season strong that's exactly how you do it fresno state boise state utah state the last few years these are teams that played on day one of the tournament and we're just playing their best ball going into the tournament and came out and with and they won with favorites like unlv with favorites like csu a couple of years ago so your expectations change i don't care that it was a first year head coach because what we had on the floor was too good to lose a match like you did in that on that friday final plain and simple now when you talk about things that need to be changed they got to figure out their defense on the back end, which is crazy to say because for years, it was always the blocking was the issue. I don't think blocking is the issue anymore at all, no, especially I'm, now that Kaku Richards will be stepping forward in the next coming years. I'm excited to see that. That's going to be a monster for we, teams we got, to figure out. We got glimpses of her in practice yeah. and stuff, and then we always see her in the pregame warm-ups. She's massive, and it's like, yeah. She is going to be a problem. But your back line on the defense is abysmal. <clears throat> Anna Porter had a decent year down the stretch, but she was injured. You know, yeah. it took her some time to get back to 100%. Oh, she's gone. She's graduated. She's out of here. Yoshimoto, she's young. She's your libero, but I think you need more out of Kate Yoshimoto. If you're going to wear that libero jersey, if you're going to get those, you know, the, the specialty substitutions like a libero does, you have to make the plays that liberos do. Ruby Kayser wasn't good enough down the stretch either, which really caused harm. The, the service aces are one thing, or the service errors are one thing. But defensively speaking, it felt like if the ball, especially down the stretch with Fresno, the ball got past the net, it was a point for the, the, for the Bulldogs. And it felt like yeah. that all season long. So the back end of the defense has to be figured out. I'm not sure what they have in their bag for that because I look at their bench and I'm like, I don't really know who's going to be that person to fill in. So I really hope they get some sort of stud freshman or hit the transfer portal pretty hard and get a player that can kind of fill the gaps on the back end because this is a team that realistically should be playing today. Yeah. On December 1st, they should be playing today in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And, and isn't that crazy? We would be in Tampa right now. Yeah. That's uh, that's a wrap on the volleyball season. We'll, look, turn, we'll turn the page and look forward to their spring schedule as they get some uh, exhibition type matches going come the spring. Let's turn the page to a final heartbreaker of this episode, and that is CSU football, who started this month with a loss 
and one of the losses you cannot have you have to be able to turn around and one, th- one thing people say in college football is you judge bad programs the teams that don't make bowls the ver- bare minimum you have to beat your rivals and CSU did not beat Wyoming to start this month off no and and really CSU was just having trouble getting anything going that was one of the more frustrating games that we've seen out of Braden Fowler Nicolosi in terms of just game management and yeah. all that kind of stuff his decision making was it was poor and and then the third down conversions like you're not going to win a game if you do not convert a third down you're not eight or something like I, that. I think it was over 10 yeah like you're not even gonna you're not you're not gonna score points they're they're lucky they scored points yeah and then like the turnovers they did show some grit at the end of the game like that was like a positive side just you know they're out there competing and that that was a, a nice little segment in the game i forgot who chased i think it was louis brown that chased him down yep. or was it goffney yeah i think it was louis yeah. brown chased down the wyoming defender on an attempted scoop and score that, that was a big play like, like that that does out of the end zone yeah, kept him out of the end zone, and then the defense went in and got a stop. That, that was incredible. But in that Wyoming game, like you just would have, you would expect that there would just be more, more excitement out of the players, uh, more, more, uh, more scoring and everything. It was just, it was just a disappointing loss. I mean, anytime you lose to Wyoming, it, it sucks. So that that one hurt. It, it was surprising though because this team, when they've needed sparks or they've had these big games, they have stepped up. Like that that Boulder game, they they went in there, you know, angry. Can I stop you there? I am. So sick of this. You're doing the same thing that CSU fans for years have done, and that's well. Look at how they played, though. Look at these moral victories. Yeah. There's no moral victories. I, I don't. I, I'm people, not saying a moral victory. I just. I'm more saying that I, I was expecting them to come out harder against Wyoming. Wyoming outplayed us physically, which hasn't happened too many times this season. That, that's what I'm getting at. I'm not getting into moral victories. I, I felt like the team against Wyoming wasn't competing as hard as they have in the the previous games. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they weren't competing as hard. I just think Wyoming just outclassed you plain and simple because yeah. we were we were right next to him when they ran out. It was just as intense as anything else. I I, I forget the quarterback's name too. We made him look like all conference quarterback. Yeah. He he all he does is run. He's not a, a really good pocket passer. And I, I going in that game, I thought I thought our defensive line was going to make a huge impact and he didn't really see that. Yeah. He he kind of he tore us up to be honest. Yeah. And I just I think Wyoming just outclassed you and then they put you in a position where you had to finish the rest of the season 3 and 0. And the Rams go on and we can I'm not going to waste any time talking about these what are now pointless wins in my opinion you beat San Diego State in an ugly game you were up 22 points or whatever and then you let them score 19 straight now it was interesting you beat Nevada ugly game Nevada's not a good team you're at home senior day all that sure whatever the Hawaii game is where I want to finish here because it's ridiculous to see the way like you said they just didn't seem to come out like they really seemed that why Hawaii wanted to win that game more than CSU did and Hawaii had nothing on the line besides the senior day win you can you can think like yeah the senior day is a big big thing but I mean that was also a senior day for our guys like yeah. That's the last game. If you don't it it could have been. Yeah. If you lose, this is your last game. Like, like there is no uh, bull because that, that's what's at stake, the bull eligibility. And CSU showed flashes in the game of being a, a decent team, but they also showed flashes of issues that they've had all season long. And one of the big ones, how to play with a lead, yeah. like, like the volleyball team too. Like, like figuring out how to get the win when you have a lead, when when you have that win in, in, in your scope. Because like so many games this season, you got the lead with less than a minute. Yeah. And that that is not asking a lot, I feel like. No. You got to lead with less than a minute and your defense needs to go out there and get a stop and you fail to do so. 
That's the third time this season you've done that to the CU game, the UNLV game, and now at Hawaii. Three games that if you just find a way to get it done. And quite even frankly, the Utah State game, too. They're up sure. 17 to 3. Yeah. And you lose the game 24 to 44. That, that one I'm more leaning on because they did lose so bad. I'm like, eh, well, yeah. I mean, how much did go wrong? Because a yeah. lot of has to go wrong for you to lose by almost 30 points. It still blows my mind, though. It's but like, what? how'd you, how'd you go from get 17, up to 17 to 3 and lose then by 30? <laughs> yeah. You score one touchdown after that. Yeah. I, I don't know. That I, get, one, I get that I, one. Yeah. I'm, it's whatever. It's frustrating, sure, but three games. UNLV had 42 seconds to go down the, the field, and you let them. Jordan Noyce hits like a million-yard field goal. That should be your pump, man. That You should be excited to that point. Oh, we're going to go win this thing now. Boulder. UNLV is playing for the Mountain West Championship this weekend. Yep. That could be you. Yep. The way the, 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 the Mountain West kind of crumbled at the end of the season, if you win that CU game, win the Utah State game, as you're alluding to, if you win UNLV, if you win the Hawaii game, you're looking at a much different outlook for this team going yeah. forward. Much so, different, and you're probably playing this weekend. Not you're not just playing a bowl. You're maybe even playing for a Mountain West championship in yeah. Jay Norvell's second year. And, and since we're on the topic of that, I just want to say that there's no reason that Boise State should be in it. I think San Jose State's the better team. I just want to I just want to get that off yeah, my chest. Here's the problem. I, is, Statistically speaking, it really came down to UNLV and San Jose State. But San Jose State should be in no matter what because they just beat UNLV. Yeah. So I don't understand all the tie breaks. They had to use a computer. That's how close it was, apparently. I just wanted to get that on my chest. Here's my tie break. San Jose, you beat UNLV. All right, UNLV, you're out. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Boise, you didn't have a good season. I'm sorry you had a couple of good games in the end. You're out. You lost to CSU, who's not even making a bowl. So you're out. So. Yeah, um, I as UNLV SJSU, I'd be more comfortable with that because San Jose should be in they the should. championship. They should. so good. That's a yeah. different podcast in yeah, itself. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that up. But all, but going back to you know the blown leads, Boulder, Patty Turner kicks a beautiful, beautiful punt inside. I think they're on the two. Yep. With ninety eight yards and how like many a minute sec- and twenty was, seconds or something like that. I think it was less than or that. A minute and I think two seconds. Yeah, it was sixty-two seconds. Yeah, sixty-two seconds left, and yes, Colorado. They they have some playmakers on offense, but we got some playmakers on defense. And the way that we played defense on those drives with the Boulder game, with the UNLV game, and then with this Hawaii game, it just, it didn't get it done. I think it was a little bit too much prevent. Not a little too much. It's too much. Yeah. I was very upset at the CU game. I'm 25 years old. I've been watching football for only 17 years or 18 years, something like that. I know the prevent defense doesn't work. So how does a defensive coordinator of a Division I football program, we see in the NFL too, how do they not know prevent defense does not work? You just said it. We have playmakers. We have playmakers on this team. Yeah. Let them go make plays. Yeah. Trust them to go make plays. You have Mohamed Kamara, an all-American in the making. An NFL, he's going to be playing on Sundays next season. Go let him get the quarterback. Don't drop L8 in coverage and make him well, take on double teams. And you with have, that prevent defense, ridiculous. they're they're playing back and then that just allows the the receivers to get into that meat and potatoes part of the defense, find those open gaps, yeah. make some, you know, like some fade routes to the, the sideline, get a big play, and then step out of bounds. That takes off like six seconds seven you, seconds. You like, don't it. even have to step out of bounds in college. <laughs> if you get a first down, the clock yeah, stops the clock until the stops. chains are set. So, yeah. And the, by the time, guess what? I'm sorry, but the old men that are carrying the chains, they don't run faster than Shadir Sanders and all these other D1 guys. No, by the time they, that the ref the, give, uh, gives the whistle to The play's the already play in. They're all set they're, up. They're, they're ready they're to go. They're about to snap. Yeah. All you need is 15 yards at a time. They can run 15 yards in two seconds. Mm-hmm. Takes no time at all. So prevent defense especially does not work in college football, but Freddie Banks continues to go to it time and time again. He did it at CU. Didn't learn his lesson, so he 
did it again at UNLV. Didn't learn his lesson, so he did it again at Hawaii, and it cost his team a bowl. I don't know why you can't learn from your mistakes. I'm surprised there hasn't been any news on the coaching front or any discussion about that. No one's talked about it even at all. This football team, I think next year is a make or break year for this coaching staff. I know people say you don't want to fire a coach every other year, every couple of years. Well, guess what? It's time to start looking. If, is this the right hire? And if it's not the right hire, then yeah, it's okay to fire a coach or move on from a coach and look in different places. And that's kind of where I think the football team will be at next season. Yeah, and I, I think what's also disappointing about this uh, Rams football team, we had so many playmakers, mm-hmm. a lot of talent. We, we, have, we have a decent amount of players that are going to be playing Sunday. Yep. A hundred percent. Yep. And it does feel like we kind of wasted their their time here by not making it to a bowl, not making it to a Mountain West Conference championship. And it is a frustrating season because this team had a lot of potential. Tons, a lot. Tons. And they showed it numerous times, but they finished the season five and seven. And we'll be watching the rest of this football season from their couch. Let's turn the page. Or one, one more bright story, though. For football? Yeah. Um, okay. Justin Marshall will be back next year. <laughs> Cool. That was a nice little jolt. I know. I just need more than running back to win. No, I know. I'm just excited. He's a cool. He's coming back. (laughs) As we as we're finding out all over the place, stories in sports they don't last very long. Great players do. (laughs) Turn the page with some optimistic stuff. I told you we'd get to it. Women's basketball. We'll start there. They just came off. They finished their November. I'm not sure if you caught that game last night. They trailed by 13 points in the first quarter. Went on a 22 to nine run. Closed out the half with even 33 all, and then just turned it on the second half and closed it out. And they're now still undefeated. And dude, Hannah Ronzik. Well, 25 piece. 25 points. <laughs> 25 points. Very high for her. I, I, I'm, I'm giving her her flowers, yes, yeah. but that's why McKenna Hofschild is so great because she makes other players better. Your point guard, like we see it with the men's basketball too, the point guard position is so important. They're the floor general out there, and they go out there, make plays, draw the defense in, and when you trust your teammates and you kick it out and they're hitting shots, that just boosts the confidence of everyone, not just the player making shots, not just Hofschild either. That boosts the entire team because they're like, oh, give me some. Yeah. Give me that ball. I'm going to I'm gonna make a play now. And, and we saw that against UTEP. Like, we haven't seen this team really have to dig deep yet. And we got to see it on mm-hmm. the road against UTEP. And they got the job done. And that that's exciting, especially uh, earlier in the season. It's good to see some flashes of that because later down the season in conference play, you're going to have to, you know, get some big wins on the road. And then if you're looking to make that tournament, all those games are road games. So you yeah. got you to gotta be able to find some grit on the road. And it looks like this team has it, at least so far, you know. 21 to 8 after the first quarter too by the way and 13 points in college basketball is a lot it is 13 points in college women's basketball is even more i mean a 21 point quarter is absolutely ridiculous and the rams then answer with a 25 point quarter the next quarter that's what excites me about this team this team's got really good defense they haven't allowed a ton of points in any game yet but they can also score and that's why they've blown teams out they've scored 80 points this year (laughs) Um, and that's that's why when you're down 13 if you're the rams you're not stressing because you know any one of your players can go nuclear now i mean there's been a a different player in all six games been a different player, you know, to help them to the to the win. Last night, Hannah Rosnick, McKenna Hofschild's done her thing. Sydney Mex had a game where she kind of yep. carried. Kelly Clark's had a couple of good moments. Kendall uh, Kinzer, Kaylin uh, Crocker, Megan Boyd opening okay. night. Each of these, or, each of these the players. What's the new player too? She had a good game recently. I forget what game it Sana was. Sana Strom. Search the M. I can't, I can't remember. I I don't have my 
roster here. Marta Lemayne? Yes. Yeah, she yes. just had a monster game the yep, other night, that's too. That's who yeah. it is, yep. Well, she's not new. She was here last year, but... Okay, my bad. Um, yeah, and what, I mean, it's a different person every single day. That's good to know because when you get to the Mountain West Tournament and you're playing in these games... You need players to step up. A lot of these teams are one-trick ponies, and mm-hmm. outside of UNLV, most of them are in the women's division for the Mountain West Tournament or for the Mountain West Conference for women's basketball, but this Rams team, like you said, this is a gutty win, man. You have to dig yeah. deep, dig and, and find a way to win a game that could have rolled over and quit. You're on the road. No one's really cheering for you. You don't have fans in the building for you. And you're down 13. All right, let's call it. And uh, Anna Rodzik, you know, said, F that. We're, we're going to go put up 25 and we're going to win this game. Career so, high. Awesome. Yep. Absolutely incredible. They're 6-0 and this season. They're tracking in the right direction for not just a Mountain West tournament, you know, championship type season, but a potential bid, at large bid, if they can continue to pile up these wins. They got a big one at Chase Center a couple of nights ago. That was a cool picture too, man. Yeah. Like just seeing the, the pictures and the highlights and you're in Chase Center. I mean, yep. that, I mean, so many great talents have been there within that Warriors organization and just the across the the NBA and just I'm sure that being you know on that court was very special for this team too. Got to be inspiring, but yeah, I think there's only eight teams in the country. Might be actually less than that now as we pass a couple of days that have a the universities have a undefeated men's and women's basketball team. Colorado State is one of those. They are seven and zero on the men's side of things. A big win against CU on Wednesday night. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing to take from that game, two words, Joe Palmer. JP, baby. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it wasn't just Joe Palmer. He did have a great boost off the bench, but I mean, Jalen Lake came in and made some big shots. Memba, he yeah. he he gave us some good minutes too, which is it was a good sign also because Patrick Cartier, he was out for that game mm-hmm. and this team's already stretched pretty thin at the bigs position. And then, I mean, dude, what can you say about our guard play too, especially in that game, but just overall this season as well? Like, this team from like the the one to three position is just loaded they're very deep they have a lot of guys that can make impacts in different ways and the same way too so it's hard to defend what we've seen out of this team a lot this year is a lot of ball movement and a lot of trust in each other i think which that's is weird because a lot difference. of these players are new joel scott nick clifford yeah. sean memba uh, josiah strong was here last year but he, he didn't play much lot. he was yeah. sick and he's hurt joe palmer's was sick. even hurt a lot that yeah. last year too Javante, but they melded kyle yeah. evans didn't play much last year javante johnson he's new from new mexico i mean these are all guys that are playing like they've been playing with each other for two years and they've been playing for seven games together you, now. You have a freshman point guard coming in making some yeah, Kyan Evans impact. Uh, impact. Yeah. He, he's, that, that was probably his worst game on Wednesday was. to say the yeah. least. He didn't have any stat line but just in terms of his positioning and his movement of the offense. He's figuring it out but I think out when you're there. when you're also coming in after Isaiah Stevens it's going to look a little clunky because <laughs> yeah. that guy's a beast. 20 and 11 for him. 20 points, 11 assists and two steals to kind of rack it up. 7 of 8 from the free throw line. 6 of 13 from the field uh, for, just for overall from the field. I mean, this is the best point guard in the nation in many people's eyes. And people can say the, his counterpart, KJ Simpson, in that game where the basketball is a lot more than just scoring points. And Isaiah Stevens understands that. Yeah. And we went to a game where I think it was that against the Kangaroos yep. where Isaiah Stevens didn't have a big uh, night points. scoring. Yeah. yeah. But he makes an impact. And yep. even at the start of that CU game, he wasn't really getting involved scoring, mm-hmm. but he had like six assists, seven assists already. And like, that's just the type of dude he is, man. He, he goes in there, whatever the team needs to win does he need to make it with his passing can he, he can score he, he plays good defense on ball defense so he he's just really he's the focal point of this team he's yep. the best player by far but having said that like we were talking about Hofschild, he makes everyone better and like this team's cohesiveness is just very evident which is surprising because they haven't been together that long no and i, I thought joel scott he's he's like he's a three but he kind of plays like a four yeah because how strong he is yep. like if he has a guy a little smaller 
momentum, that, that's a mouse in the house. Yeah. Like he he is a very strong dude. He can back down defenders and he can also defend really well all over the place. Like you can kind of put him in the post. Um, you can have him on the perimeter. He he makes an impact. Nick Clifford has just been a spark in that game. You could tell he had a chip on his shoulder. I mean, why wouldn't you? You just transferred from CU. You got a lot of hate from the fans too last season. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, there's a lot of talk of him. You know, they're they were glad that he left. They yep. they weren't really upset that he was leaving. So and, and he's he reads that. He's on he's on Twitter. He, he sees everything. That that was a big game by him as well. And he he's an underrated defender too. When he gets it going, like he'll get a stop and run transition and, and finish because he he's very long. The, I was watching the broadcast. He has like a six ten wingspan. Yeah, and, and he's he's six six. That, that's huge. yeah. He's a really good defender. And there's a lot of fun with this team. It's just fun. Yeah, that's what I like about it. They're fun to watch, and they you can tell that they play with that that chemistry on the court. Well, if you want to know what it could look like, the Rams had 16 assists, and once again, they're playing just like a team. CU, a similar build as this team. A lot of transfers, a lot of new faces, but they have a couple of staples like KJ Simpson on their side. Only Cody six Williams. assists for the entire game for the for the Buffs on 83 points. So yeah. if you want to know how different it could look and why it is so fascinating to watch this CSU team kind of meld together, it's because it doesn't happen. It's not normal for teams to kind of jump in like the way they do. And these guys, they love each other like they've known each other for years, and it's just been a couple of months. So it's fun to watch, and this team gets to kick off their season, or their, their December rather, in Las Vegas, a mutual uh, or a neutral site against Washington. So, I mean, they're sitting 20 now. I think even with the CU win, they probably move up a couple of spots. They, they could but move they, up big, I if think, they move, If they beat Washington to yep. start off December, they could have a top 15 ranking for the first time in their history. I, I think a top 15 is extremely doable with the win here because number 18, Texas A&M lost. I think number 14, um, whoever was 14, I forget, but they lost as well. Yeah. And there, there's some room for the CSU team to make a leap. And Boulder, they're knocking on the door of a top 25. The yeah. only reason they're they not top bounced. 25, yeah, they just got bounced. They they lost a double overtime against Florida State. So I, I didn't even, I, I it would have been awesome if they were ranked. And I, I thought they should have been ranked yeah. because a double overtime loss against a Florida State team, an right. ACC team, I, I don't think that's that should be as detrimental. I, I felt like they should have kept the ranking, I, although they were pretty close to 25. But that, that's a good uh, CU team. Yep. So they, and a lot of eyes were on that game too. So 100. Uh, it was on CBS. Yep. A lot of people were watching. It's it's crazy because they they showed the highlights on uh, Sports Center, their Instagram, and people are like, "Hey, we're gonna have to start tuning into this Rocky Mountain Showdown because yep. football was a good game, and, and now th- this basketball rivalry, we're starting to see some some glimpses of it too. It's, it's it's an exciting time to be able to watch these Rocky Mountain Showdowns. And January coming up, we'll have tennis and stuff kicking off early in the spring semester, but club it's all soccer. basketball. Yeah, we got or not club soccer. We just got club sports in general yeah, coming up. Club too. sports, we'll we'll start covering those. Uh, hoping to bring some broadcasts for them. For those of you who are uh, listening to the end, I'm glad you made it to the good stuff for the month of November. Next time we talk, we'll probably do a January slash December recap as we're heading into the holidays. So if you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate, happy holidays, and we'll talk to you guys next year in 2024. See ya. Thanks for listening to the KCSU Sports Podcast. If you liked what you're hearing, you can listen to more podcasts on our website at kcsufm.com, our Spotify at KCSUFM, or anywhere else you get podcasts.